This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. How important is our personal freedom and what does it mean when we feel like we have great personal autonomy? That's a big question, and that's what we're going to be talking through today, right here, right now, on Polly Campbell Simply Said. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said. This is the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And in order to do that... We need to feel like we have some say in our lives, like we have some choices to make, even if this is just a perception. Now, I don't know why I'm thinking of this today. I'm thinking about our personal autonomy, our personal freedoms. It could be because in the U.S. we're just coming off celebrating the 4th of July. It could be because I'm living with a teenager who feels like her personal freedoms are threatened by her parents because she can't do everything she wants to do at the time she wants to do it. In any event, I'm thinking about this role of autonomy in our lives and how important it is to have some say over what we choose and how we live It goes to how we relate to one another. It goes to how good we feel in our job. And it goes to our physical and mental health. Personal autonomy matters. Uh, It's certainly, but what does that even mean, right? Because nobody can have complete freedom. We have to live within the culture and societies we're living in. Follow the social norms to keep each other safe, like don't run red lights, right? That puts everyone at risk. So how much freedom do we really have? And how much do we really need? Or what is our perception of freedom? Does freedom come with us because of the country we live in? Is it because of the amount of money we have? It is it our social circles? I think all those external factors certainly play a part. And they definitely play to our perception. I mean, we know that having more money more discretionary income allows the freedom to do things we otherwise can't afford to do, right? So there is some privilege involved in this. But autonomy is really our perception of the freedom we have. So although I'm on, you know, limited financial, a limited financial budget, although I live in Oregon, although I, I'm at these other external factors are at play, I follow the laws, I pay my taxes, I'm that kind of person. So I'm certainly restricted by the social norms of the laws and my finances in the place that I live. And yet I feel like I have 
incredible autonomy. So is that a perception or is that reality? Now, one of the reasons I will tell you, and I think I've said before, that I left um, an office job to become a full-time writer was because having a choice over how I spend my work time and the kind of things I write and did is extremely important to me. Probably my single most important value is to have that sense of personal autonomy. That is really important to me. So I've made other sacrifices over the years um, to, you know, make less income. Also, I decided to get married and have a child. That has limited some of my personal freedoms, right? Because in my mind, my responsibility as a mother is to show up and be present for the daughter. It also means I've decided to work less. So I'm not making the same amount of money I did before we had children. So has that lack of financing limited or my change in financing limited my personal freedoms? Probably. It's limited certainly what we decide to do and how we decide to spend our time and our money. But I still have the choice over those things. And that is what we want. We want to know that we're in charge of our own lives. And that's a value, right? Personal autonomy has to be a value with deliberate emphasis if we want to create it in our life. We all know people who have tons of money and uh, they live in the U.S. or somewhere in the Western world where they have lots of opportunities to spend their money and go places. And, but yet they're locked in this work cycle and continuing to work long hours to make that money. Is that freedom? Does that give them a sense of autonomy? We all know people who are stuck in their comfort zones where they have plenty of resources and they have good support in their family or whatever else. They have the time to spend it how they want and yet they are locked in their comfort zone. That's what makes them feel safe. So are they free? Do they have autonomy? If we have the autonomy to decide how we're going to spend our time and we spend our time in our comfort zone, not doing the things we say we want to do most, is that freedom? Yeah, I think it is. Because what we know from research is having the ability to decide how we spend our time, even if it seems ridiculous to other people, or how we spend our money, creates mental well-being, mental health. It makes us feel better, right? I decided long ago I wanted to be a full-time writer, not because the only job I ever wanted in my life was to be a writer, but because I wanted to decide how I did my work, how I spent my eight hours or 10 hours a day. And as I said, you know, there have been times that that decision, that single decision has limited my other decisions, but that was still a choice. And I still had that freedom to decide. At some point I may decide not to do this anymore. So Wealthy people aren't necessarily happier, according to research, but research shows that a positive relationship between the income and happiness, right? If they feel like they have enough to do whatever they want to do, they tend to be happier whether they're actually using their freedom of choice to decide that. And there's also a sense that if people feel like they have enough to cover their basic needs, there's a high correlation with happiness there too. Because when we know we can make our house payment or pay for our heat or buy our food, there's a certain amount of freedom that comes with everything else we do. We don't all have that 
autonomy, right? When you are in survival mode, working to pay the bills day to day, working to put food on the table for your kids, that feels like a limitation. That feels like a loss of freedom because so many things have to be taken care of before you can get to that point. And that's what I'm interested in. And researchers are too. Researchers from the Harvard Business School and Maastricht University and a school in Amsterdam looked at people with high net worth and people without high net worth, right? And they were looking for similarities and differences in the way the wealthy spent their time and how the way they spent that time influenced their happiness. Here's what they found. There were few differences between the wealthy and non-wealthy. For instance, both groups spent about the same amount of time engaging in leisure activities and working and commuting and using their phones and computers. But there was one big difference that research discovered. The researchers found that millionaires were more likely to spend time on work activities that offered more personal autonomy. The millionaires chose work that they decided to do themselves instead of following the guidance and rules of others. This was shown to relate higher life satisfaction. So if you have more money then, do you feel more secure in choosing things that offer more freedom and autonomy, even at the risk that they might fail? Perhaps you feel like you have less to lose if you have more money, right? You'll still be secure even if you take a chance. So you're more likely to choose the thing that provides the greater sense of autonomy. It's an interesting thing, but I'm wondering how can we create more autonomy in our lives, more personal freedoms, and make sure that we're creating those same opportunities for other people. It's a big question, that's for sure. And I'm not sure I have any answers, but it's something I've been thinking about. And we'll talk more about it when we come back right after this break to Polly Campbell Simply Said, part of the best business network of Electrocast. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. You're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, part of the best business network of Electrocast. And we're talking about autonomy and personal freedoms today. And we know that people who feel like they have greater autonomy at work, they have a say and a choice in how they do their jobs, tend to produce more, make fewer mistakes, have greater retention. They stay at the company longer because they feel like they're in charge of their life. They have some discernment over how they do their job as compared to an employee that where you tell them every step they have to take and they have to follow the formula and these steps. People like to feel like they're in charge of their lives and their expertise. But really autonomy 
and freedom, personal freedom, is all about perception, right? None of us have 100% say over how we live our lives if we're going to live in cooperation with other people. External factors, money, health, environment, governments, politics, all those things come into play so we can live in a civilized society, right? There are certain things I gave up when it came to personal autonomy, when I decided to choose to have a child or get married or buy a house, right? I made one choice that limited some of my other choices or brought more things into it, more opportunities into it. Depends on how you look at it, right? So I'm interested in this idea. How can we build this greater sense of freedom into our lives, this greater sense of autonomy, so we become more connected to the job we're doing and the people we are living in community with at, at work and at our schools and, and in our neighborhoods? I think that's an important question. We're really in these uh, fight or flight modes where if we feel like our personal freedoms are threatened because somebody has a different idea, then we are willing to limit their personal freedoms. And this is this is interesting to me, and it's a concern of mine, right? I've done a lot of writing work in my life that wasn't all that fulfilling. I put in a lot of long hours, but because I was self-employed, I felt like I was able to decide when I was going to put those long hours in. If you're an employer, you want to think about that from your worker's perspective. What gets people motivated? And we know that having the sense of personal freedom and autonomy makes us want to work harder and work for each other better and be more collaborative. And it also helps us be healthier. We feel we have a greater sense of autonomy when we can express ourselves and our behaviors and activities represent who we are. For example, the teenager and I have been going round and round about some of the things she's choosing to wear to school. For her and for all of us really, how we dress and the makeup we use and the way we style our hair, uh, sometimes the cars we drive, it's a sense of self-expression. That's really one of the highest levels of personal autonomy. I do not want to be told what clothes to wear, right? But it's also a tricky one to teach because I'm not going to wear cutoffs to a family funeral. To me, there is a social norm there that then dictates my attire at a funeral or a wedding or another ceremony. So it's an interesting thing to teach a kid because her self-expression is all based on what she wears. And yet there are social norms that I think direct and guide us to what's appropriate to wear in front of other people and to work and so forth. So there are all kinds of ways we limit our own self-expression just from the neighborhoods and communities that we work and live in. We've all been socialized to a different set of social norms and sometimes they fit each other, right? We learn to stop at a red stoplight, for example. But families do things differently. So how I may show up to one event may be different than you show up. Do we have the freedom then to dress how we want, to act how we want in that environment? Here's what I've discovered as a mother and in my own house. I don't like it when anybody walks in here and tells me how to live my life and how to keep my house and how to parent my kid and take care of my, right? Nobody likes that. So I've acknowledged that and I'm learning that too, that with some basic limits, our daughter gets to wear what she wants to school. And the limits are things we've talked about and agreed on as a family 
to be appropriate for the school environment, but within the realm of expression that makes her feel good too. Autonomy can be defined as the ability to make choices according to our own free will. And whether we have free will to do anything is really not the point here. We need to have the perception that we are in charge of our lives. That is the difference, right? So if we are coerced by internal pressure like guilt or shame, that people-pleasing thing as a firstborn daughter, whatever it is, we've all experienced some of that in our lives. And if we are pressured by external pressures, like other people expecting us to be a certain way to accommodate them, then our sense of autonomy vanishes. This is when we become unhappy. We feel we cannot be authentic and true to ourselves. And those restrictions, those restrictions lead to our unhappiness. Studies show, for example, that one of the greatest sources of dissatisfaction among doctors isn't the insurance company or the paperwork or any of that. It's the lack of control over their daily schedules. I've heard this from teachers too. There's not even time to make a personal call, right? There are tons of workplaces like this where you're not allowed to look up your personal email or you're limited or blocked from going to any websites on your lunch break, whatever it is. Those little things chip away at our our productivity, our happiness, our satisfaction, they add to the stress and they make it hard to get up and go to work Monday morning. This, this leads to some of the Sunday blues, right? People don't want to go back to work because here they've had two great days to decide how they're going to spend their time and who they're going to spend it with. And now they're going into a structured environment where often every little move, even when they eat lunch, is regulated. No autonomy is absolute. We cannot have unlimited freedoms because there's so much we can't control, but there are trade-offs. If you want your employees to be more productive, more satisfied, if you want them to stay longer, it's worth creating a work environment where it's up to them to make decisions about how they do the job and when they do the job. I think this is a big reason for the big resignation we saw after COVID, right? People had some autonomy, even though we were at home and limited in what we could do, we felt like we had a say about how we would spend that time at home. And that freedom increased our well-being. People felt better. So the big thing to know is that when you do make a decision in your life, it comes loaded with other limitations and other opportunities, right? When you decide to have a child, you also are understanding you don't have the freedom to sleep in every day. When you become self-employed, then there are going to be other things that encroach on your freedoms. So there's trade-offs between the freedoms we accept and create and the freedoms we lose by the choices we make. There are consequences that can disrupt our very next choice. But knowing that we are naturally born to resist other people telling us what to do and how to spend our time, we are naturally born to resist. See, I need my mom to hear this because I, I did that, right? We are naturally born to resist other people telling us how to spend our time. When we become aware of that, then we can recognize that we have this need to build autonomy in the other ways in our life, the other areas of our life. How do we do that? We say no, or we say yes, we decide. We protect the time we need to do something with no oversight. Every weekend, I have 
a time where I don't have to make any decisions. I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have to do anything. I get to decide how I use that time. So say no, say yes, be the decider and protect the time, unscheduled time, so you can decide then however you want to do. Focus on what you can control. There's no sense in getting upset about going to work if you have to go to work. But there may be ways to spend your time at work where you feel like you have a little more freedom. Surrender autonomy to the things you want more. I want to be in a relationship with my daughter more than I want to take my time off to travel the world. That's a choice I made. It means I don't have as much freedom over my schedule because I decided to have a kid. That's a trade-off that I chose and I'm glad every day I did, right? Find something self-directed that you love to do and do it every week. You know, we're all working and picking up kids and exercising and do... But find something that you love to do and make time, even if it's 20 minutes after dinner, to sneak out for a walk or to read a book. Because when we feel like we can take charge of our time by doing things that make us feel good, we feel better about the whole rest of our week. Okay? So those are a few ways to start thinking about our personal freedoms and bringing the things into the structure we are living with so that we feel better, so that we feel more in charge, so that we feel more relaxed and healthy and happy. It brings greater life satisfaction when we feel like we have more freedoms. But this is an important idea to think about in our own lives right now because we know how important it is to have this kind of personal autonomy. We have to be responsible and committed to making sure everyone has those same choices so that they can choose the kind of medical care and treatment they want wherever they want it. Personal autonomy is a huge aspect of living a self-actualized life. The highest we can go on Maslow's scale, right? To be the most engaged in our lives, the most satisfied and happy in the lives we are leading. Everybody should have a chance to decide how to do that for themselves. Now, my choices don't get to infringe on your choices, right? Again, there's a limitation to how much say we have over our personal freedoms because of the structure of social norms that we need as a society to keep everyone safe. That's a good thing. But my choices shouldn't hurt or limit your choices. Within the structure, there must be room to live as fully and as freely as we can. And what that looks like for me might be different for you. But we cannot step in and take over the decisions of one another when it comes to medical care or where we go to school or where we live. We want a say over how we choose those things in our life, how we live our lives, and it's our responsibility to make sure that others have that same discretion, that others have that same degree of personal autonomy. I think we can do that for each other. And again, these are big topics, but it's something I've been thinking about a lot, all the way from the teenager to our political structure. We need to take care of each other, and we need to create a functional civil society. But at the same time, within those structures, we must find a way to protect our personal autonomy and our personal freedom so that we can all live elevated, engaged, and satisfying lives. 
I don't know, big question, big topic, but it's something I'm thinking about. And we'll get more into it on polycampbell.substack.com where we share a lot of ideas about how to live well, do good and be happy. When we feel like we have some sense of control over our lives, some autonomy in how we spend our time and make sure that others have that same autonomy as well and protect their choices just like our own. I think when we do that, we will all live well, do good and be happy. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today.